Hello, everybody, and welcome to Eliminated, a Royal Rumble podcast where we take a look at the inconsistencies of the Royal Rumble match. Jim, we've done, what, 27? This is our 28th episode now, I yeah, think. So what, we did like 25 or 20, because remember, we had spinoffs too. Or oh, yeah, that's true. Specials, so. We're close to 30 at this point. Yeah. This might be the most inconsistent Royal Rumble. You know what? I didn't think of it that way, but you could be right, and I'm sure we'll get into it. Um, we have a guest. Introduce the guest. Yes, uh, he is pulling a Mick Foley here. Uh, for those that don't know what we're talking about, well, we'll explain it in a minute. Welcome back to the show, Rowdy Ross. How's it going? Speaking of consistency, I will consistently pop up when you least want me to be here. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wait, what? You never want me around. You've fired me so many different times, oh. and yet I still keep coming back. Yeah, well, you know, this is the um, this is the mankind performance that you're supposed to be having right now. Okay, so 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 who uh, uh, whose uh, mouth am I sticking my fingers in? Um, I would say Mr. Perfect, but he's dead. So, <laughs> Ross, what did you? remember without going into detail what did you remember about this rumble before i told you when i told you you're gonna do 1996 i know i watched it a lot as a kid um because i i vhs recorded every pay-per-view i got and it was a a very large library uh by the time uh, i was an adult but uh, this one I watched a lot. Uh, I was a huge Shawn Michaels fan, so naturally I enjoyed the Rumble. Um, other than that, outside of the actual Rumble match, I didn't remember much of anything from the regular matches. Hmm. And maybe the main event, Brent and The Undertaker. But yeah, that the Rumble match I pretty much remembered. Everything else, no. Well, that's good because like ninety percent of the show is the Rumble match. Good. Uh, that's but, what I was hoping for because I barely wrote anything for anything else. Bill, what did you uh, remember about this, if anything? Um, I remember a big deal with Vader coming in, which really was a big deal at the time. Um, Sean was coming back from that career-threatening injury, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Um. I actually remember where there were a few guys that had a legit shot of winning this Rumble. Really? You you had thought that at the time? Well, I mean, I mean, looking Ross, back did, at did it... You, did you think that, Ross? Uh, no. Um, maybe uh, my adult perspective is skewing it, but aside from Sean's big comeback, I don't really know who else they they could have built toward except maybe now that I'm thinking about it right now, Bulldog, because he just came off of that massive right. threat. Right. I mean, as an adult, it's like, this is probably the most predictable rumble ever. Yeah. But when you're younger, it's like, okay, well, Sean's definitely a, a threat. There may be one or two others and then that's it. You know how every year they do the rumble by the numbers and, it gets really annoying. Mm-hmm. They need to they need to add a statistic about the success rate of people that come back from injuries, and I think Sean would be the first one that did it. 
You know oh, what I mean? I, like how uh, Edge pops up. He did he? Yeah, he won. John Cena. That was our John last Cena. episode for those that yeah. were listening to the archives. There you go. I didn't even mean to plug that shit. Thank you, um, And by the way, and I, will, and I will mention that even though this, I thought that this was predictable as far as the winner goes, I'm still going to give the nod to 2010 for the most predictable. Um, but yeah, like you, you think, oh, who's been injured for six months or more? Oh, they're probably going to be a surprise. And if they do show up, the likelihood that they win, like... There's definitely a statistic you can build in there. I'm not intelligent enough to do it, but you two have been doing this thing for 30 episodes, but so sure, feel, sure feel free to su- calculate. Shawn sure Michaels wasn't a surprise. I thought we knew that he was going to be. Yeah, we knew he no, was. He, back. we knew he was back, but this was his injury comeback. Mm-hmm. So it's a, uh, it's not quite the same, but it started. So if we're going by that, I do. I don't know who, off the top of my head, but I do feel like there has been one that's come back before this. Am I thinking maybe ninety three? I don't know. We'll have to. I'll, Bill, we'll have to talk about that another time. Yeah. All right. Pre Rumble stuff. We had some uh, some promos. Yes. So the f- first thing I'm gonna let you guys talk about this, this nonsense with the doctor. So they show the doctor <laughs> that was working on, uh, I guess, the surgery of Shawn Michaels or his progress. What was he about? I think he was uh, the neurologist about the, yeah. the head injury and the concussion. Right. Okay. Yeah. So both of you have a note, and I don't know if it's going to be the same thing. Since Ross is the guest, let's let Ross share his note first. Yeah. So watching through this, I observed the chalkboard behind the doctor. Yes, and, I have that. Yes. And, and there's the list of the three <laughs> vaccines they're going to cover. <laughs> so we have... Uh, we have Hep A, yeah. MMR, and Larium. Yeah. Hep A is the disease itself, and there's no nothing called the Hep A vaccine, but it's just a generic term. MMR is a disease or multiple diseases, and there's a vaccine for it. Well, can you elaborate? What is what does MMR stand for? If any measles, measles, mumps, and rubella. Okay. And when you, you know, I think when you need to get your working papers, you need an MMR vaccine. So that's an accepted, you know, that's a vaccine. Okay, so we're not accepting the first one, though. Uh, Yeah, hep A is the disease. I don't even know if there is a name for the vaccine, but it's not hep A. Um, (laughs) We're going to vaccinate you by giving you hep A. No, that's not how that works. Um, But larium, first of all, it's misspelled. Um, (laughs) I looked it up. It is uh, L-A-R-I-A-M, not U-M, and it is the brand name of a vaccine that treats malaria. It is not. Um, it's it's not um, a disease like the other two things are. So it, it's just an inconsistent list that um, once I saw it, I said I had to look this up because it just didn't <laughs> look right. Even though I didn't know the word. I had to look it up, and the first thing that popped up was it was misspelled. Not to mention it's a brand name and not, like, a technical vaccine. Well, you know what else didn't look right? His office, or whatever they were trying to pose that place to be. I'm surprised they didn't have uh, vaccines for Moism and Curlio, but that's another... (laughs) Wow. Oh, you you went a, a Three Stooges route with Delarium? Yeah. It's a real thing. But no, just mis- misspelled and incorrectly used. No, it, yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. Um, now, so that was the same note as your doctor note, or no? 
I I I had that one, and just out of curiosity, I had to look if he was still in business. And he has an office in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Wait, he's a real doctor? He's an oddest to God real doctor. Well, of course he's a real – I figured that much. I swear to God. Like, I thought he was going to be like a Dr. Shelby, just an actor that was given no, a role. No, WWE Here, likes getting real doctors to say look, fake things. Look at the picture in on the page, and you tell me that's not Dr. Unger. While you do that, uh, let me talk about this because this is – I think this whole situation is interesting because essentially that is what they're doing is having a real doctor say fake things. And that interests me. Did you ever think of it that way, Bill? Is that no, really? I never did. Because, I, and, I, and I say this because, and, and I'm kind of not on either side in regards to this, just due to recent, um, a, a recent controversy with wrestler Roman Reigns and the cancer stuff. Oh, yeah. And, so, and, and some people are like, oh, it's a, it's a fake cancer. Or, and then others are like, no, how could it be a fake cancer? Well, this is kind of further... An example of WWE, because one of the arguments is, but the doctor said it. This is a great example of, and it's not the only one, I can assure you, this is not the only situation where a wrestling company has a real doctor say a fake thing. And and another thing, I didn't have it in my notes, but I did remember uh, Dr. Unger saying this, is that he would be at ringside during this match. Really? Never saw him. Doctors are allowed at ringside. <laughs> Apparently, doctors well, are. Just sure. like ma- just like managers for this one. Oh, managers are allowed. Sure, the doctors and managers get it right. And he had his prescription pad with him, probably. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, Russ, what's the verdict? Do you think that that's the same guy? Um. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe it's the beard that's throwing me off because he had a beard back in '96. Doesn't now, and he kind of looks like Dick Cheney um, now without the beard, but you know that's besides the point. Um, and I thought he was like the neurologist. He's a family physician. He's like you would take your daughter there to treat her, you know, cold, cold, yeah, treat yeah. Her cold or whooping cough or anything. He's not gonna. He's not running cat scans on a fucking brain <laughs> this is so intriguing to me we find out that this man is faker than anything that is on this show i'm surprised this is a, these guys a real do doctor choreographed fighting but there is something that is faker than even that on this show jesus oh my gosh we are this is, also a, whole, a, this is a whole conspiracy <laughs> And yeah. we thought the doctor that treated CM Punk's staff infection was inept. <laughs> you know, it just go, makes you think about all the times that WWE mentions a doctor in regards to it. It really makes you second guess everything now. We we might never look at doctors the same again after this. I mean, I certainly am not going to... If, 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 let's say, I'll use a current guy. Let's say they say... Daniel Bryan is suffering from a concussion. Doctor such and such said, "I'm now doubting that. I am well, now yeah. not not really. I don't know if I should fully believe this. The I cannot believe in the first what five minutes of this how fake this doctor just became. And it's funny you pick the whole Daniel Bryan thing because any doctor WWE uh, referred him to would not clear him. 
every doctor Daniel Bryan went to on his own was like, you're fine, go ahead. But WWE would never clear him. So there's something wrong or something going on with the doctors WWE chooses. They're manipulating the doctors. Well, there's been cases of that too, but uh, we don't need to get into that now. Here's what we learned. Never believe WWE doctors. Pretty much. You know what else happens during this segment? Uh, Horowitz is on. Oh, and Barry Horowitz says that his chances are 30 to 1. Yep. And Bill, I asked you because I'm not a stats guy or a sports guy. Is that really bad? Like, how bad? I know it's bad, but how bad is it? It's, with this kind of a match, it would be the equivalent of 99 to 1. Okay. In In other forms of betting... 30 to 1 is not the worst. Okay. It's like, it's not good, but it's better than, say, being 50 to 1 or 75 to 1. Now, I don't know how well you are well versed in this, but let me ask you this. So, if I put $5 on Horowitz, how much, and Horowitz wins, Horowitz wins, Horowitz wins, <laughs> what am I getting back? Oh, God. Let's see, thirty to one, and you put a five dollar bet. Right. You're getting, I want to say maybe a hundred fifty dollars. Wow. I might be wrong. All for Horowitz. But you're getting at least over a hundred. Um. There's a free for all match that we should talk about because yep. it does have repercussions for the Rumble match. The first ever free for all. So go ahead, Bill. Let us know what it is and what happened. Okay, so basically the setup to the match is this: they had the drawing for the numbers during the day. They took number one and thirty out of the the whatever you want to call it, the bin, the the tumbler, tumbler. Thank you. Whoever, whichever two got the blanks, had to wrestle a match. With the winner of the match entering at number thirty. The loser of the match starting at number one. The two that drew the blanks were Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Hunter originally wins the match. However, Gorilla Monsoon, who is interim president, he's not yet fully president, but he's interim. He tells the referee that Helmsley had a pair of brass knucks to knock out Drossy. Referee reverses the decision. Drozzi wins the number 30 spot. Hunter goes in at number one. Russ, your thoughts on the free-for-all? Um, unfortunately, it is not on the WWE Network version, so it has been many, many years since I saw the match. We're, we're going to um, get there. We're going to get there, Ross. <laughs> what do you mean? That, oh. that what? That one day they'll upload all the free-for-alls? Yep. yep. From the mid-90s that have yep. zero bearing on the main show? Yep. I mean, oh, this has a, a big bearing on the main show. That is that is true. Um, it was, I guess, supposed to establish Gorilla Monsoon as an authority and, and how, you know, cheating wouldn't be tolerated, an instant replay rule. So that pretty much makes heels useless so they can't cheat. Anytime Gorilla Monsoon observes cheating, hey, ref, watch this three seconds. Okay, match is over. Thank you. <laughs> like that's it's 
I mean, I understand the idea, but it, it sets a dangerous precedent for the whole purpose of bad guys in professional wrestling. Um, and I don't know that they ever used it again after that, except, you know, picking and choosing throughout the years, but it wasn't a consistent thing. Uh, so I think we're going to go right into it here. Um, your announcers are Vince McMahon and Mr. Perfect. Are Manager. we, we given the roll call? Oh, I'm sorry. I tend to forget. Yes. Please tell me the roll call and what's going on in other promotions. Okay, so real quick, in WWF, Bret Hart is the champion. The Intercontinental Champion is Razor Ramon. The Tag Team Champions are the Smoking Guns. In WCW, the current champion... Oh, no, women. I'll just go in the order anyway. The World TV Champion is Johnny B. Bad. The WCW Tag Team Champions are Harlem Heat. The World Champion in WCW is let me make sure the date is right yes it is rick flair so rick flair again get mentioned uh <laughs> one man gang is the united states <laughs> at this time really really good god you know what though it didn't throw me off as much as last episode when we announced that in 2010 rob terry held the belt that kind of threw me off Oh, God. Yeah. I forgot about him. And for ECW, the Sandman is their world champion. The tag team champions are Cactus Jack and Mikey Whipwreck. And the television champion is also Mikey Whipwreck. You know what's Wait, interesting? He, I thought he like never did an offensive move in any of his matches, unless that, unless that was already ran, ran its course. Probably. I don't Maybe... I mean, I don't think it's possible to to do that with your champ. Well, no, I guess that's not true because I ha- can point out some examples of winning a title where you don't touch anyone. So I guess I can't say that's true. Um, let's start off with so the rumbles every two minutes, which I was mm-hmm. very surprised about. I thought for sure this was a sixty-second or ninety-second situation. The only sixty-second one I'm aware of. Obviously, you guys are more up-to-date on this than I am. The only 60-second one I'm aware of is 95. Everyone else is either 90 or 2. Do you, yeah. do you have another 60-second one, Bill? No. I really? think that's the only one, and we have not done that one. We haven't, no. Oh, um, boy. You thrill. So, <laughs> you know what? It'll be our shortest episode. Probably <laughs> because of that. <laughs> Whereas the greatest world one was probably our longest episode. Um... Oh, I have a pre-Rumble Diesel note. Did he do anything interesting? I think he did, did an interview. I guess nothing else from it, though. I don't have. Anything. I I had Shawn Michaels refer to his fans as the Click. Sure. Right. Yeah, he did that a bunch pre-show and post-show. Um, so let's start the Rumble off here, and the first thing before we actually announce people in there. It gets off to a real shit start, meaning I don't think this has ever happened before, Bill, and you can either agree with me or point out something that I'm missing. Okay. Where a rumble starts in less in a less grand fashion. It just goes right into it. McMahon and Perfect are talking. There's no grand intro. 
and Perfect Pigs Vader. We didn't get anything. We didn't get the rule set. We didn't get, well, it's probably too early for a video package. We didn't get anything. Yeah, Fink didn't run down anything. Not even a graphic on the screen. Let us all find out who drew number one. None of that. Nothing. You know what? You're right. I was I was gonna say ninety three, but then I remembered we had Cleopatra and Caesar come. So, <laughs> oh, so, so yeah, this is the first one where we get nothing. Right, and Cleopatra and Caesar played a very big role in telling us the winner would get the shot at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, without them, we wouldn't have known. Yep, agreed. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's start. All right. Entry one through five. Number one, Triple H. Two, Henry Godwin. Three, Bob Backlund. Four, Jerry Lawler. Five, Bob Holly. And I have during this segment eliminated no one. And we start the discussion with Rowdy Ross. Oh, fantastic. Um, so I, I heard someone mention something about Mr. Perfect. I think there was a criticism there. Oh, he's um, terrible. He's shit in this. Really, I I liked some He's of his garbage. I, I liked some of his like one-liners and stuff. Um, I would argue but, he's my least favorite thing of this entire thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, this is, and this is kind of one of the reasons why I like the '96 Rumble because now that I just recently watched it, it's one of very few reasons. Um, I like this Rumble because it's the first Rumble that had entrance music for everybody. And it's something that struck me as, why wouldn't they do this before? Mm-hmm. Am I wrong on that? Mm-hmm. I thought I heard I will, someone say it's not. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, just from a looking on the outside, I, let me make things clear. Entrance music is definitely the way to go. It's way better with entrance music. Oh yeah. But the reason why they probably in their minds were saying, um, what you know? Let's not have entrance music. Is because this is supposed to be totally random, and you're not supposed to have music ready if it's totally random. Okay, that's fair. Like no one's supposed to like this. This list of the participants should be the most biggest kept secret since the recipe to Coca Cola. Right now, I will say this: I take that back. If this event, and I don't know because I didn't take this note, and Russ, maybe you would have noticed this. If this is one of those events where they plug the hotline and are like, find out which superstar is coming out before they, anyone else, then that's thrown out the did. window then. Then that's thrown they out the window. Did. Then it doesn't make any sense. Because, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, I finished the last 10 entrants about a half hour ago. So, I was gonna, I've, I've been busy. But yes, I, Ray Rougeau was giving people <laughs> the, uh, the entrance. Uh, you probably <laughs> had to pay like two bucks a minute to find out. Um, I was going to say 90 had like two entrances with themes, but that was it. So Ross is on the button. This is the first one where everyone has an entrance. 90 had two entrances with themes. Are you not, are you counting one and two? I was or just going to say that too. <laughs> no, I meant after the first two. Really? No, they, yeah. I'll oh, have no, to go back and watch that. No, wait was a minute. I, I have an issue, Bill, with you right now. Okay. So we're, we're talking about the demolition stuff right no yeah. no 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 this is the one where dibiase number one. Oh, okay because he's number one coco is two and then three is marty janetti and they play the rockers theme four is roberts they play his theme and then the rest of the match they play nobody's i don't remember what? that at all I really want to go back and watch that. Was, was everyone else jobbers? Like, was everyone else busy? 
Yep, Hulk Hogan was a jobber in nineteen ninety. Was the rest of the was the rest of the Rumble like Brawler and Horowitz and like Wayne Gill? <laughs> it should have been. If Hulk Hogan better one. If JTG from the last episode can be an all star, I think Hulk yeah. Hogan can be a jobber. That's fair. Oh, with this, you you want like a a, a a first chance battle royal? Bring back all the jobbers from the nineties. There we go. So here's what I have for this. I have at one point. We have, I haven't gotten to any other notes. We were talking about the music and everything. Well, what we you know how this is. We just go back and forth. Oh, I'm completely rusty to this. Vince McMahon at some point says, "I'm not really sure what we're at." <laughs> Oh I also have down Sparky Plug is better than Hardcore Holly. Uh, and then at some point, oh, here's at one point, Perfect says something like, it's like a Gallagher concert. Oh! But my yeah, problem yeah, is Gallagher doesn't do concerts, idiot. It's Read a concert definite. read the definition for concert. It does not fit what Gallagher does. All right, I'm going to be Googling this. Well, no, I don't want to wait. You can look at it yourself, but I don't want to wait because I want to get to everyone's thoughts. But that was my first angry thing about Perfect. Um, there's a three-on-one on Godwin. Lawler brings in a slop bucket. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Bill? Um, there's only one good sign I see from this event, and it says Vince for Prez <laughs> with the number four. So that's I'm really sure, good. I'm sure Bob Backlund took that personally offensive. I, I probably did. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Bob Backlund enter in a future Rumble, like today in 2019. Sure. I, I, guess I, 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 think he's still, I think he's still in decent enough shape. Yeah. But he's crazy enough where he'd probably, you know, try to go into business for himself. Um, I don't understand why all of his sell, selling Bob Backlund's was – Oh, whoa. like he like moans to himself. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, I also had the slop was eliminated because it went over the top rope. Great. And Holly got a mild reaction, and that's going to be something that I have continuing as we go through with this. Are the reactions really? Well, 90, 96, 90 coming out of ninety five into ninety six. Probably the lowest point of WWF at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I one one other note. Oddly enough, when I started to watch this Rumble, just before Jerry Lawler came out, I had finished my Burger King dinner. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not kidding either. Hey, what'd you have? I had um I had a like a double quarter pound because they have quarter pounders there uh, without the bun. I have not eaten bread since like February, so. God, that's so weird. Without the bun. Think about yeah. what you just fork and knife it. It's not that bad. Oh, that's so weird eating a burger with a fork and knife to me. How about this one? I haven't eaten real pizza since February either. Oh. What are you? What's. Actually, what's funny is the other day my cousin got McDonald's. And hey, at least you preferred no bun. They just forgot it from him. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, bro, you need to cut down on the carbs. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they actually didn't. They only forgot one of them. I forgot it was the top or the bottom. They only forgot one of it. Wow. Someone needs to go back and play Burger Time. He was so upset. I, I left. <laughs> uh, Bill, what else do you have? Uh, I uh, 
I don't think I could top that actually. <laughs> um, what, McDonald's. Yeah. Or the Burger King. No, the McDonald's. How do you forget a bun? A- anyway, um, I really don't have anything else How for this say- segment. Uh, I hate. Let's see. With the Henry Godwin, I hate the song replacements that the network. Oh used. my god! Yes. Well, well, can you give me some? Because I watched this well, one probably on DVD set. This, um, it's just this generic banjo. It's not Country Boy, and it angers me to no end. Was it was it Country Boy at this point? Because I wasn't there a time where his song was just pig noises. Yeah, when he was a heel, but By when way, he went face. Real quick, uh, concert, a musical performance given in public. Good God. Okay. I got what he meant. You're just being nitpicky. No, I'm um, telling you what it is. Okay. I mean, whatever. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Henry Godwin's music. I don't. I think, honestly, that's the only replacement in this one. It but is. it's terrible. And I, I think Hillbilly Jim still works there, so I don't know why the hell they can't just use... It's his voice. But well, to, I'm pretty sure I heard Hillbilly Jim's song at one point on the DVD. I Maybe. But on the, net, heard, on the network. Not on this show. I'm saying on another one. Right. Oh. I've heard Hillbilly Jim owns the right to this song. Don't go messing with a country boy. Good for him. Oh, how much how much could that possibly cost? <laughs> like, oh, really? How many times have you have the Godwins come out? I, if not I was Hillbilly, if I was Hillbilly, I'd up that price. It is honestly it's one of the best entry songs from back then. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm not even joking that. Hillbilly knows his value. Hell yeah. I mean, if WWE, well, this is saying if WWE were smart, which they aren't at hey. <laughs> now, now, hold on, let me finish. Let me finish what I was going to say. If they were smart, when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame, they should have made him an offer, like six, seven figures, to get back the rights to Don't Go Messing With the Country. <laughs> I'd have paid him like a million dollars, maybe two million. For one song... So it doesn't have to be edited off the network. Yep. For a mid-card tag team. And Hillbilly Jim himself? Yes. yes. Please. Don't forget about Hillbilly himself. Can't forget about him. All right, Bill, what else do you have? Uh, we have 30 seconds. Oh, Oddly wow. enough, I think, I think Bill, you had a note about Bob Holly about the crowd not reacting. I literally, all I wrote for him was, the crowd goes mild. Pretty much... And uh, Jim, you said uh, Sparky Plug is better than Hardcore Holly. Yes. He was not Sparky Plug in this. He was Bob Spark Plug Holly. So, okay, sorry. Spark Plug is better than Hardcore Holly then. Six through ten now. Six is King Mabel. Seven, Jake Roberts. Eight, Dory Funk Jr. Nine, Yokozuna. Ten, the one, two, three kid. And I have during this segment eliminated Backlin and Godwin. And we'll start the discussion off with Bill. Okay. Jake the Snake comes out. I knew we were going for that first. (laughs) As a kid, I remember he got a huge ovation when he came out. Watching it as an adult, he did not get that as big of an ovation as I remember it now. Because, like, Perfect and Vince, they're hyping it up. It's like, oh, here he comes! You know? And it's like Vince is sort of, like, trying to lead this, like, roar of ovation for Jake Roberts. And it just didn't seem like it was there. 
So when he pulls the the snake out, which had to be like the biggest snake I think he's ever had, I mean that thing's freaking huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know my favorite part of the whole Jake thing was mm-hmm. once it, when he gets in there, he gets the the huge DDT chance. Yeah, caught those, and yep. the crowd never gets it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they do? do. When later, yep. oh, he DDT Sabia later. Oh, now I look real bad. I must there have been zoned out because Perfect was boring me. It, they, and it wasn't even, it was in the background. You'd have to be looking for it. Well, speaking um, of the background, I can tell you right now, I originally missed the Godwin elimination. All of a sudden, I was like taking my notes and around number, I don't know, like 25, I was like, wait, where's Godwin? I had to go back and find it. I feel like he was silently uh, gotten out of there. I, I've noticed going back and watching older ones, maybe it's less choreographed, rehearsed, scripted, but they miss a lot of those eliminations. This was like a DDP-type elimination. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, One thing I noticed, and I noticed this even back then as a kid, Lawler's gear almost camouflaged with the snake. It looked almost goldish-green gear. If you go back and watch it, it's almost the same color pattern as the snake. Yeah. Um, I have down here that and I don't know, I might actually be wrong with this now that I'm thinking of it, but Bill, you can uh, let me know if I am or not. Okay. Backlund eliminated by Yokozuna again. Yep, Yoko has his number. What do you got, Bill? Um, let's see. At one point, Jerry Lawler is referred to as a coward for hiding under the ring, and I'm like, how is he a coward? He just had pig slop dropped on him. He had a snake put on him. The man is being smart. Um, we have AARP in the house with Jerry, or with, uh, not Jerry Weller, uh, Dory Funk. Mm-hmm. Even though he still looks the same way he did in 96 today, with all due respect. And referees fall on the floor when uh, we have an eliminate when uh, I think it was Backlund or Godwin got eliminated. They fell where the slop was mm-hmm. or had been, and they just slip and slide. Wow. All right. And uh, observing how uh, how well Dory Funk Jr. was moving, uh, he was 55 years old in 1996. Bob Backlund now, I believe, is in his 70s, and watching Dory Funk Jr., he's the reason I believe Bob Backlund could uh, successfully uh, navigate a Royal Rumble match today because... Uh, even at 70, Bob Backlund still looks in better shape than Dory Funk Jr. did back then. I got real excited when I saw um, when I saw that uh, what should we call it? Um, fuck, I, I had a thought, I lost it. Russ, so help. so I will jump in and say uh, Yokozuna. I know they went through the whole process of Americanizing him when they wanted him to become a babyface. Right. But back in 96, he was still the Japanese sumo wrestler. But observing him now, you know, being smartened up by the internet, he looks so much like the rest of that family. I cannot even imagine him being Japanese at all. You're right. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. And I remember my thing. I was excited about King Mabel because we were going to get a moment. But we never really got one. No, we never did get a moment. Right. So I'm sad about that. I have that he is one of the worst King of the Rings ever. King Mabel? Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's not that's not disputable. 
Maybe Billy Gunn. But. I was just going to say, Billy Gunn's not even in contention. Personally, well, I would say Shamrock because I hate Shamrock, but that's another well, story. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, I even forgot about him. What was that saying? Hey, at least you remember King Mabel. Exactly, yeah. It's like <laughs> he, he embraced the gimmick and made it a thing. Shamrock is like, all right, I just want a tournament. Great. Um, Bill, let's did, talk you, about... did you put in the animal counter? Did you update that? There's an no. animal. Oh, I guess for like Frankie or the Bulldogs and yeah. stuff. No, every once in a while we'll have a wrestler referenced as an animal during these Royal Rumbles. Yeah, but this time there was an actual animal. Oh yeah, with with uh with, the, with Damian, yeah. So let's. No, see. technically. Okay, all right, I'm gonna be a dick. Please. So Please. Damian had been murdered by uh, Earthquake, wasn't he? So this would have been Lucifer. No, Lucifer was the Cobra, I believe. In Jake's '90s comeback, '96 comeback, it was he a was religious thing, right? Right, it was Revelations. That's right. Then, then Revelations turned yellow at some point, but still, it wasn't Damien because Damien was that's like, right, that's right, or something. That's always like the go-to snake for him, you know? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah Jake's... Dam- it's just, Damien is his. Uh, that's that's the signature snake. Yeah. How much time do you have left, Bill? Uh, three minutes and 43 seconds. Wow, that's a lot. Okay, because I don't have much at all. Well, I was going to mention, uh, and we actually, this is one of the good points of this match. One, two, three, kid comes out, and Razor chases him, and the crowd is into that big mm. time for what happened earlier, which we'll mention a little later on. But what's funny is Ramon gets into the ring, and I think it's like Mabel or Yokozuna gets a shot in on Ramon. Yeah. And he does nothing. The closest Razor Ramon would ever get to be in a Royal Rumble. That's right. Yeah, I don't understand that. Like, how is he never in? That's that's surprising. I don't I feel like, like I listened to the, the Bruce Pritchard podcast, and I think I kind of have an answer on that. So he mentioned on that podcast, and I don't I'm sorry, I don't remember which episode it was, that when Ramon was around, like for ninety um you know, the 93, 94, 95, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Vince was not really all for having guys wrestle twice, which makes sense because the next one, which is 97, Ramon's gone, or he's not in it, and people well, are pretty sure don't do wrestle twice, which we'll, well, we'll, get, we'll get to next episode because that's the next one, actually. Technically, you're wrong. Razor Ramon was in the 1997. Oh, the new Razor Ramon. Sorry, okay. Yes. And we'll also get to why the new Diesel should be in the final four. So we'll talk all about that next episode. <laughs> oh, man. Going I can't back wait. to this one, though. Um, yeah, no, I like the Razor chasing the one, two, three kid. That was pretty good. Yeah, and you don't get stuff like that. You had, um, what, 92 was Macho Man and, and Jake the Snake, which mm-hmm. was even more interesting because Macho Man was in it. Razor yeah. wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they, Sorry, go what? Ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, they don't, they don't really do stuff like that where um, you, you'd imagine if there was a feud going on, one guy's in the Rumble, the other guy's not. Or if he is, he like jumps the gun to go after the guy and screw him. Um, they don't play with stuff like that anymore. But people enjoyed it with Razor. Though, and I remember this with the Goldust match earlier in the show, uh, I was reminded because I was imagining, you know, he's Scott Hall's on his way out. And I'm like, was this like his last main pay-per-view? I forgot um, the crybaby match in February. And then I got sad. 
because, good God. How much time do you have, Bill? We have one minute. Russ, can you, can you, Russ, can you give me an impression of Dory Funk? <laughs> um, help, I've fallen, and I can't get up. Oh. Too much? <laughs> no, too little. We still have like 50 seconds now. That didn't fill up any time. Now i got to think of something else. I'm not else. Wayne Brady. You want me to come up with a song on the spot? Like, what do you want me to can do? You, can you give me a song about King Mabel? <laughs> can I give you a well, I'll just play the original. Hey, no, no, no. Well, no, we'll use his uh, lion. Here, I'll do the Lion King rap, which was his song Please. from Full Metal. Oh, God. No, come on, go. Murdering <laughs> things. <laughs> Mabel sucked. <laughs> I don't give a <laughs> The worst rap ever. <laughs> don't ever put me on the spot like that again. Don't worry, I'll do it in the next segment, just because you know you don't like it. Speaking, speaking of the next segment, actually, let's talk about the rest of the card in the next segment. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. All right, 11 to 15 is now up. 11, Takeo Omori. 12, Savio Vega. 13, Vader. 14, Doug Gilbert. And 15, Squat teamer number one. Wait, was it squat team or SWAT team? That's what I've always been confused. Yeah, was it SWAT or squat? Because the way Vid says it, it sounds like it's SWAT, but I've seen it as squat. I think Perfect was saying squat. I'm not sure. See, now the fact that I know that Perfect said squat makes me think it's wrong. That squat (laughs) is wrong. All right, well, anyway, eliminated Mabel, Omari, Dory, Roberts, Gilbert. And I'm hesitant to put squat squat slash SWAT team member one. Well, also this this really breaks up at a bad time for us, like because the other one is coming out to the next segment. <laughs> um, I had to look up Amari's name. I couldn't tell what they were saying because this is there's no graphics. I didn't know how to say his, spell his name. All right. Um, um, I just yeah I just sounded it out but uh a super racist entrance song uh one of two i observed in this in this rumble um yeah basically if you're japanese you're getting the orient express theme more or less Mm -hmm. unless it's yokozuna um but he's not really japanese uh i actually looked him up just out of curiosity uh omari still wrestled as late as 2016 and that's impressive because yeah. that is 20 years later. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, one one man in this group of five that we are discussing has a very rare distinction. Um, I have had a scuffle with one of these men. Oh, no. Oh, that's a big squad team member one. No. no why, why would it be him? <laughs> why would you go to him? Because I can feel like you're just going to run into a street and start into it. No, 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 no. I'm saying in the ring. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I I was I was in a match and uh, some some sort of uh, exterior feud had taken place and oh, I don't unbeknownst, now. Okay. unbeknownst to me, uh, the match was thrown out because of some scuffle and I stand up and Savio Vega is standing in the middle of the ring and I I got in his face. I didn't know what he was doing there. All I did was you know ask him politely to uh, leave the premises, and he punched me. Wow. I may have swung at him first, but that's besides the point. I think we need to get Savio now on the show. Good, yeah, let's go. Wait, did I, had, had I told you that story before? I don't think I so. I've heard it. I have, there's, it's actually on video, too. 
Oh, look at you. You could go plug your video page. <laughs> Please, no. Um, at one point, one of the announcers, I'm going to say it's perfect, but to be fair, it can be either of them, mm-hmm. uh, said, now we're narrowing th- things down a bit. At that point, only three people had gone out. <laughs> yeah, what, are you even, what are you even saying? It's well, perfect. maybe, was it in reference to Vader being there because he expected people to die? I don't know. No, I don't, I don't think it had anything to do with Vader, to be honest with you. I think it was like, I don't know. I, I don't. I would have written Vader. I would think. And also, perfect and I, knew when Vader's coming out. Why do you make a big deal earlier of not knowing? And Vader, I want to see if you guys caught this. He got no reaction. I didn't notice that. Well, <sighs> Vader was a WCW guy and a Japan guy. As far as WWF was concerned. No one had ever heard of them because at that point it was mostly kids that were watching and they mm-hmm. weren't really tra- uh, tape traders or anything like that. So, yeah, they tried to build them up. Um, they didn't have an NXT to introduce people like that. So it was like, hey, there's this big deal, son of a bitch. But he had no it was a WCW guy and half the fans would have no idea who it was. And. Um, have we covered where this event took place? No. Fresno, right. California. Mm-hmm. Not a huge wrestling city. Not oh. at all. Yes, oh. so that probably weighed into the fact that no one knew who the hell Vader was. All right, Bill, let's talk about the rest of the card. All right, so we already talked about the free-for-all match, so we don't have to go through that. Uh, the rest of the card, Ahmed Johnson defeated Jeff Jarrett by disqualification. The Smoking Guns defeated the Body Donnas to stay the tag team champions. Goldust defeated Razor Ramon to win the Intercontinental title. And this is notable because this is Marlena's debut in the WWF. And in the main event, The Undertaker defeated Bret Hart by disqualification. All right. Um, Russ, what are your thoughts on the rest of the card? Goldust and Razor was good. Um, this was, and I think you would agree, peak Goldust because he was really creepy and yeah. touching uh, himself. Yes, touching himself and touching others. Yes. Um, was Ahmed Johnson before this or after this? The whole kissing thing. Oh, before. Hey, I was going to say, was before it? Was, yeah. or, or, you know, uh, it might have been after. I'm not sure. Maybe that was the replacement after Scott Hall uh, started. Well, no, Roddy Piper was. So. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Um, I didn't think much of the the uh, Smoking Guns Body Donna's match. Um, I was never really into the Smoking Guns. And then the, the whole thing that comes out of it is like Sonny jumps between three teams. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. You tag Calm team. You. Calm down there, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I even, I even started writing this note um, that... Razor looked like he might have already started being checked out because he was probably on his way out the door. Mm. This was probably his last major pay-per-view. And then literally in the middle of writing it, I crossed it out and said, oh, no, I forgot about the Crybaby match. There it is. Crybaby match. Russ's favorite match. And I remember, maybe I'm, I, I think I'm remembering this correctly, the guitar shot from Jeff Jarrett at the end with the Ahmed Johnson. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was like this often repeated clip 
when they started trying to push this edgier side of the company. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, they played it so much. Well, until and, Ahmed was gone. And then I don't oh, think yeah. like they played it as much. Yeah, understood. But uh, also, for someone that gets as, wind- as winded as easily as Ahmed Johnson did, maybe running to the ring at the beginning of the match wasn't the best idea. Because <laughs> he, looking back, I know they tried to introduce him as Shawn Michaels' friend at the Survivor Series or whatever it was. He was terrible. Like, yeah, he was muscular, but he he couldn't do anything. I still, I mean, look, I, I mean, we know that now, but as a kid, I remember thinking they're like, Ahmed Johnson's going to be the next world champion. Yeah. I really sure. thought that, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way they pushed him. But anyway, um, uh, what else do you got, Bill, for this segment? And how much time do we have left? Oh, we have, like, two minutes, 15 seconds. Just so I could put Russ on the spot for something. So go ahead, continue. Uh. We have one of the greatest moments in the history of the Royal Rumble. Jake the Snake Roberts actually hits the DDT. I missed this completely. <laughs> We've gone through like five five times, and he finally hits it. Finally. And I mark out for that. Um, What else did we have? How did well, we not uh, mention the very beginning of the show, the Sunny introduction? Oh yeah, let's because mention it, that. because it doesn't have anything to do with the Royal Rumble match. But it, but it's different. I, it, because this is like the first time that I remember where there it's like viewer discretion is advised. And I'm she's sorry, like, I just had to throw that in there. No, I, I know why we didn't. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um. Other than that, that's really it. All right. Because the next part. Is where oh, there's some bullshit happening in this next part. I I'm gonna say it right now. I'm saving up my energy for this next part. All right, this next segment that we're gonna get into, in my opinion, may be the worst part of the Royal Rumble I think I've ever seen. Mm, that's big. I don't know if I say that, but okay. I'll I'll get I'll I'll explain my reasons when we get to it. I might want you to go first. Okay. Um, Can we get a little love for Doug Gilbert? I think we're still on this area. Yeah, sure, sure, why not? Um, Even if I didn't know who he was, even if Mr. Perfect wasn't putting him over, I would just look at that guy for one second and think, he must be wrestling in Memphis. Just the haircut. (laughs) The name Gilbert, I feel like. Well, yeah, but if I didn't know... Are you saying that name in general? I don't know, that makes me think Memphis wrestling personality. Gilbert. I teamed with his brother, the late great Eddie Gilbert. Yeah, there you go. Um, Russ, why don't you give me a Doug Gilbert impersonation? <laughs> I got nothing. I'm not Wayne Brady. Six, five, four, three, one. All right, we're now at the halfway point. 16 through 20. 16 swat squat. Teamer number two, 17 Owen Hart, 18 Shawn Michaels, 19 Hakushi, 20 Tatanka. I have during this segment eliminated squat slash SWAT team number one and squat slash SWAT team number two, Vega, Yokozuna, Vader, Kid, and Hakushi. I don't know if I want to start with the great squat team member spot. Let's start with, let's start with a positive. 
I love the squat slash SWAT team member spot. It was it's a good so effort. dumb, but it's so it great. Is. So basically what happens is one of them gets eliminated, and then they go and walk to the back, but then the other one is coming out, and then they're like, uh-oh, which one is it? Even though you get cl- it's not like they spun around or anything that would even make you mm-hmm. wonder which one it is. They, furthermore, I don't think they even took the camera off of them either. Nope, never. Nope. They, it's basically two Humpty Dumpties. So, you know the game where you, like, hide a little ball under three cups and you switch them around to try yeah. and find it? Um, if you play that game, though there's only two people, so it's easy, Vader eliminates the same one twice. Yep. <laughs> I always found that funny. Um, also, uh, that I think these guys were, like, a kind of big deal in, like, Puerto Rico or Japan. It was, like a tag team version of a duel of the butcher doesn't help that they look exactly like them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think they ever did anything again. This was the, their one shot and they're gone afterwards. And it was great though. I loved <laughs> it. It was maybe the best thing about this rumble. Um, all right, Bill, let's get to some bullshit. Um, right. you, I'll let you, you go. Cause I'll just piggyback off what you say. Cause I all have right. a feeling what you're going to be mad at. I'm also already angry about. All right. So, before we started recording, I said to Jim that I have one note, and I never, guys, I think you guys know me well enough, our listeners, I don't ever swear, like, a lot, or, like, the big words. It's my job. That's Jim's job. This is the one exception, because I wrote in my notes, this match is fucked. This is so sloppy, because... After the SWAT, whatever the hell the team <laughs> that we just had, Owen comes out, Sean comes out. So it's like, okay, Sean's going to eliminate people. That's fine. He eliminates Vader and Yokozuna. Okay. No, it's I, not okay. That's not okay. Well, 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 no, hold on, hold on. Like, it's like, I could sort of see where he's going. This is where the bullshit really begins. Wait, wait, so can I give why? Okay, so the reason why Shawn Michaels eliminating Vader and Yokozuna is bullshit because you have now taken away for future rumbles. Size doesn't matter. If Shawn Michaels, who's not necessarily a muscular guy, can throw those two big guys over, then don't try to sell me like, uh-oh, here comes the great Kali. Uh, look at his size. We'll get him out because we've just been shown that anyone can get a, any small guy can eliminate two bigger guys. Adding to that, Beth Phoenix has eliminated the Great Kali from the Royal Rumble. Well, I mean, yep. but that, this Roman is Tuckle. way before, yeah. I know, oh, I know. Okay, so, so continue. So that's the first thing of bullshit. Right so now. after Vader hits Yoko from behind, and Hakushi comes up, where I wrote Hakushi, who cares? Which I do apologize because I do like Hakushi. Vader gets back in the ring. He throws Hunter Hearst Helmsley over the top into the floor. Bob Holly over the top mm-hmm. into the floor. Shawn Michaels military press over the top into the floor. Yep. They're eliminated. Yes. They are eliminated. Any other year, they're eliminated. Tell them, Bill. Except 92. 92 is the exception, which we've already gone through. Wait, who was that again? The Randy Savage, 
jumps over the rope by himself. Oh, okay. Well, that well, was but a that self was for the world title. That's an exception. And then you get the next year, uh, Giant Gonzalez beating the crap right. of the Undertaker. Right. He's out. My point is that Shawn Michaels is a fake winner. <laughs> yes, you had three men He's eliminated a by one guy, and they all went over the top. I did nothing. Nothing. Exactly. I ah! agree. You're turning into Cornette <laughs> with the way you're yelling. No, no, because Bill, right. is, <laughs> Bill isn't stuck in the 80s. Okay. Actually, like Jim, I've met him a few times. He's a cool guy. But anyway, no, my, it's just, why? So give me some instances when a wrestler was eliminated and was, was, had a counted elimination after the fact. Undertaker like Vader, Maven. What's that? Undertaker Maven. Uh, Maven got his face fucking crushed in with a chair. No, he, uh, was, yeah. he, was, he was thrown out, though. He was thrown oh, out the room. Yeah, Hogan, Hogan 1989, Hogan eliminates Bossman, and it's fine. Okay. I was just asking for examples. I don't know. Not, I don't have oh, an account. Yeah. We're giving you examples. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I could probably keep going. if I, I, Those are, the, those are the, the main one I remember was Undertaker, me even. Mm-hmm. And then I vaguely remembered Boss uh, Hogan, Bossman, because I was like, let me think of something that was before this rumble. That's true. <laughs> I that was the first one that popped into my head because of how Hogan's a sore loser. Right. <laughs> Those were fun yeah. times. This is not a fun time. No, this is bullshit. It is <laughs> because all of these years we've watched the Rumble. Mm-hmm. They have said if you go over the top rope, you're eliminated. Right. Although Jim, you and I, we've agreed. The Savage one in 92 is the exception to the rule. Yes. Because it's for the world title. Mm-hmm. Three men just got eliminated. Right. They went over the top. This should be it. Agreed. And Agreed. Gorilla Monsoon, as much as I love Gorilla, he doesn't do anything except tell Vader to go to the back. Russ, I think we need you to chime in here. If you're going to be with us or against us with this. Uh, It'll probably be with them, meaning their decision. WWF, yeah. yeah. I can see that. I mean... Yep, here it I'm is. I'm torn. <laughs> nope, just, you know what you were going to say. You're on oh, my team. And where's so Dr. Unger? You too. Where's Dr. Unger while we're at it? That's true. Sean just fell 15 feet out of the ring. Thank you. You know, they probably say it's not his, he didn't land on his head. He was, he was testing some little girl's reflexes by beating her in the knee with a little hammer thing. <laughs> the hell's the point of that? What and he's a family is, physician. He's not a neurologist. What the hell is the point of selling me from now on, from 1996 onward, that because you're a bigger guy, you have a better chance of winning? <laughs> Even as a kid, I knew that that Yoko and Vader thing was bullshit, and I was a Shawn Michaels fan. Mm-hmm. The worst group of five section I think we've ever done. Right? I, I don't know if I'd say – I'd have to really think about that for me. For me this, it, is, it, this is definitely bullshit. There's no redeeming things to this, and I am angry that it even occurred. This is one of the rare Royal Rumbles from the past that I was like, yeah, it's the past, so it's going to be good because today's garbage, and I actually wound up hating it more after watching it than I did going into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Ross, what are you laughing at? So I don't think we asked you because we've been too busy. <laughs> because sure. Bill's been upset for the last five Well, days. yeah. So, I mean, we've proved right, that Shawn Michaels is a fake winner. So I do have something, uh, a little bit of an unpopular opinion if we have a, a little bit of, of time. We, we, um, we have some time. Um, How much? Owen Hart, while he was athletic and could cut a promo and obviously well-liked by everyone that was there, um, I never really liked him. Okay. Um, he, I go back and watch, yes, he's athletic and he's got the promo, but he doesn't sell. If you punch him, he'll just sit there. If he's down and you drop a leg on him, he'll lay there. He doesn't grab his throat. Um, if you slam him, he'll, he doesn't hold his back. Like, just things, I, nitpicky thing. Absolutely nitpicky things sure. that maybe people don't look at. But, like, also, if Sean Mike... noted that you were trained as a wrestler. So right, So you'd yes. be looking at it differently than me and Bill, yeah. to be fair. Well, yeah. if I were to go through, like, even today's roster, that it, I'd probably worse offenders than Owen. Sure. Um, but, yeah, just little things. And he always looks so uninterested. Like, you just want guys to look aggressive. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm ripping apart a dead guy. And I feel, like, <laughs> so am dirty. So perfect is garbage. Okay, fair. <laughs> oh, okay. How did I calm? 21 through 25, 21 Aldo Montoya, 22 Diesel, 23 Kama, 24 The Ringmaster, 25 Barry Horowitz. Aldo Montoya's mask is just incredible. <laughs> I actually have a Mr. Perfect quote from that, but let Jim do the eliminations. I have joined the segment eliminated Montoya, Lawler, Tatanka, Holly, and Triple H. Um, I guess, Ross, let's have you start off the conversation for this one. Um, it, it didn't take long. Uh, Diesel only had to work, what, 10, 15 minutes, and within this segment, probably even, uh, he got winded very quickly. Mm. Um, I, uh, I take a look at the ringmaster, and if you told me in 1996 that this guy, in the white boots and with mm. this weird haircut, if you told me this guy was going to be one of the most popular wrestlers ever, it, within the next, you know, six, seven, well, not ever that year, but ever in general, I wouldn't believe it. I don't know what he changed, but he just looked like a nobody. Maybe the, the name really had an effect on him, mm -hmm. but that in that rumble, I he wouldn't be my favorite wrestler. Right. Uh, I have written down here, can we talk about how impressive Bob Holly's performance is? He's still there. He drew, what, five? Yeah. And we're at, like, you know, like 20 to 25? Mm hmm I was surprised. Were neither of you surprised by this? I forgot, to be honest. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> no, I forgot that he was in there that long. Oh. Well, so that's what about you? Um, he never really stuck out to me. So while you're maybe watching what Sean's doing or what Diesel's doing, that's probably why Bob Holly like snuck snuck in the cracks there because everyone else is more worried about the bigger guys. Bob Holly soaks up some time before uh, before getting eliminated. But uh, yeah, for for someone who 
in that character didn't do anything. He was given a long time. Yeah. Second longest time in the Rumble. And, and like, it's funny, because then after I wrote that, like, a minute later, he was thrown out. Of course. Um, oh, this also, is also, oh, this is also where I put down, where's Godwin? And then I had to go look for when he got eliminated. Yeah. Um, Barry, uh, Barry Horowitz has the second most racist theme uh, of this rumble, mm-hmm. coming out to Hava Nagila, being that he is Jewish. Right. Which, if that were to happen... Today, I think the uh, Orient Express, you know, generic theme thrown at someone, that might be, I guess, okay. But throwing the religious thing in there with Hava Nagila for a Jewish wrestler, like, let's re-sign Colt Cabana and give give Scotty Goldman the Hava Nagila theme. Mm. Let's see how that goes over. That would not fly today. Instead, they'll just, like... I, I don't know what, like, what would, the problem is they don't actually have, like, I don't feel like they have even a creative creative enough to even think of something that offensive sometimes. Like, I feel like their whole creative these days is just like, is it even there? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, no, I understand what you're saying. Like, we're going to, a little bit of a tangent. Sure. They don't let, they don't let heels be mean to the point of offending people. Like, mm. they'll, they'll let them be bullies, but God forbid they say even the slightest thing to get a rise out of people. Mm. Um, the point of the heel is to get the baby face over. If I don't give a sh- if the heel's not mean enough for me to give a shit about what he's saying, he's not bringing the baby face up. Right. Like, I want to have to see the heel get beat up. If all he does is say, I'm the best, okay, fine. Boo, you're not that great. But, like, I need to hate the guy. No mm-hmm. one's hateable. Absolutely no one. Right. And they need to be offensive. They need to get under people's skin. Yeah, and you but need to second... get a character to also be hated, too. And that's the other half of the problem, is you, that no one really has a character. They're just a under... bad guy. Yeah, and they don't get under people's skin, because the second that happens, people are going to start, you know, outrage. calling sponsors. Out... Yeah, outrage culture. culture. Cancel culture. That's a whole other discussion, though. Oh, yeah, yeah I could probably a whole do a whole show right on that. Now. Yeah, I could do a whole show yeah. on that. Um, Michael finds Lawler, and that's how Lawler gets out, because he was mm-hmm. under the ring the whole time. It was okay, what's, it, it's not that prevalent back then, but it's like every friggin' year now. What's your opinion on wrestlers being on the outside? Like, sure, knocked out, knocked through the ropes, it happens. But for them to chill out there, like yeah, it depends on the situation, I guess. Go ahead, Bill. I know you were about to say something. I'm curious. What yeah. Um, if they get put through a table, then for storyline purposes, I'm okay with it. But if they're just out there to get like five, ten minutes to get themselves together, I'm not fine with it. Right. Like it's funny because I remember there was a point. Just one instance where they did count someone out to get back in the ring. No one ever forces it though, and that person was yeah Rick Martel from I believe it was eighty nine. I believe at one point he's on the ring apron, and Bill, you can correct me if I'm wrong because I don't know if that's the year. Um, And 
ironically, Shane McMahon, the referee, starts uh, going one, two, and then Martel has to get back in. Uh, it was, I think it was 91. You might be right. You know what? But, yeah, I feel like that might be a have, good sign. Yeah, it was Shane that was doing the counting. 100%, yeah. Before he became the best That's in the, the world. That's the only time, and to this day, I think Bill will agree, that rule 100% should have stuck. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Now, on the apron, though, like, he can still was... That's weird. Like, like he if he's went, on the floor chilling... Like no, he went, why, why wouldn't he be on the apron? He's still in a, in a position where he can't get eliminated. Yeah. But then you have, like, Nunzio literally just chilling on the floor... No, I and know. Took, but we're just yeah. saying that that should have been the base and that should have been carried since then. Now, yeah. now numbers don't even matter as per 2019 Rumble. Who even cares what your number is? Just jump someone. It doesn't even matter anymore. But, oh wait, we did get to the 2019 Rumble. Check that out in the archives. Um, how much time do we have left? We have 2.37. Okay. Uh, what do you got, Ross? Anything else? Um... I, I wrote down Ringmaster's name as Chili McFreeze just because I'm an idiot. And I was already. <laughs> I love Chili McFreeze. <laughs> I what a, Chili McFreeze, Baron von Frost. That one's dumb. Ice Dagger, I think Stupid. was one of them. That one's dumb too. I forget what the rest of them. Chili were. McFreeze Those... was definitely the best one. Hey Ross, you better drink your tea before it gets stone cold. Damn straight. Um, <laughs> and people and people say I don't remember. I had this written for something else. Oh yeah. Isaac Yankin, but later, whatever. Um, and people say WWE's creative now is terrible, but then you look back and think, like, they gave Steve Austin literal ice puns when he says, I want to be a cold-blooded, ruthless person. They gave him ice puns like it's a fucking DC comic Mr. Freeze monologue. I don't think like, you'll ever unsell me on Chili McFreeze. Sorry. Jesus Christ. But, like, <laughs> these people, a billion-dollar company now, and that's what they came up with I think that, for an ice-cold person. I mean, I think that's what it is, though. It's like, for, every, for, for back then, it's every one of those, there are, like, five creative wrestlers that have a full package. Like, whereas now, it's like, good luck with one. Like, I mentioned in the last episode... Um, I was interested in Bray Wyatt, the new Bray Wyatt stuff. That's literally it. It's like the opposite. Now I'm interested in like one out of ten things that they do. I think that's, that's – I know what you're saying, but I think that's why people aren't as mad when they look at it back then. Because right. there were more than – more character and character development than there was in – or least right. character development. And real quick, loving Bray Wyatt, but they've also ruined Elias already because they stopped doing concerts every week. He's been gut ruined for me for a long time at this point. That's nothing new. Um, Bill, what else do you have? Uh, Mr. Perfect talking about Aldo Montoya's mask. He's got his jock on the wrong part of his body. Mm. Vince wasn't even sure what that. I don't even think Vince got what he said. Yeah. He said something stupid. Uh, I, I literally good wrote for nothing. Good for Vince for not selling his dumb joke. I literally wrote nothing for comma because what? Six, 
the rest I'll, the rest of this section I'll save for before we get to the final four. Uh, last group of five, 26, Fatu, 27, Isaac Yankum, 28, Marty Janetti, 29, the British Bulldog, and number 30, Duke Drosy. And I have during this segment going into the final four eliminated Horowitz, Janetti, uh, Hart, Yankum, Drosy, Austin, Fatu. Um, we'll start the discussion off with uh, Ross. I I was 10 years old when the Fatu Make a Difference uh, character came out. and He was supposed to be inspirational. Maybe I was a cynical asshole back then, uh, as I am now. I never cared mm. about... The only time I cared about Fatu was Rikishi. Only time I ever cared about him. Ross, well known for his not caring about his community. Apparently. <laughs> well, she got hey, this. I was I was a Cub Scout as a kid. I you know raised canned goods and cleaned up neighborhoods. <laughs> Wait, and and yet, and yet you fault Fatu? By then, I was already checked out. I guess. Wow. Um, I hard to believe Isaac Yankum what he became and the fact that he's a mayor now and he looks like a completely different person and there's a couple factors that probably go into that sure um marty Janetti, as a kid i love the rocker spot still great even when wwf e might drop continuity i like to see it in the royal rumble just run a little spot fine great grand everyone and I'm sure Bill is okay with it, unlike Martel and Santana. What do you mean? See, that's tough because eventually Janetti and Michaels made up. I don't think Santana and Martel ever made up. Mm-hmm. So at least they made up. So I guess I'm okay with it. So you're okay with you were okay with Michaels and Janetti here. Yeah. What a shock. Alright. Now, you've been covering you covered most of the early 90s ones, right? Except for as of this recording, 95 and 99. Yeah, 95. Okay. Um, Bulldog got 29 on this one, and if my memory serves me correctly, just about every other Rumble he's been in before this, was he not like marathon duty each time? Like, 92, I feel like he was in a long time. 95, he was in it the whole time with Sean. 92, he wasn't in for that long, because at one time, at one point, uh, he gets dumped out and, and flares in the ring by himself. What? Oh, what? Really? Yeah. Oh, then I misremembered, but I, I always... And I feel like that happens at, like, number 10 or something like that. Bill, you know all about the 92 Rumble. You can enlighten us. Um, it's almost close to the halfway point. Is it? Okay. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. wrong. Okay. All right. Then I was misremembering. I, I thought Bulldog was like the the marathon guy, mm. which for for his size is really weird, but his size is a whole other discussion. Well, Rush, you know, the next episode we do, the British Bulldog is going to be bizarre. Bizarre. I'm excited about oh, that. Oh, God. <laughs> and I, for some reason, I like I – like, well, also, this is like my formative, probably peak wrestling fan years. I like the 97 one, too. Even though um, I've met Neil Massacre since then, and he's a dick. But... I was going to say, I don't know if I'd say like. We'll find out in the next episode. 
Um, perfect says, if Horowitz wins, I quit. I write, yes. that would be great because you're a shit announcer. Rewind a little bit. He's all. He said two different. He he contradicted himself. Oh, did at he? One, oh, even better. At one point, at one point, he says, he, "I swear, if a nerd wins the Royal Rumble, and he was talking about Horowitz, I'm getting back in the ring." And oh yeah, he did contradict. You're right. I remember that he, now. He yeah. said, "I'm getting back in the ring," and then a couple minutes later, he says, "I quit." Oh my god, what a shit announcer! All right. <laughs> Uh, I actually missed that Austin was eliminated at this point. I had to go back and find him. I don't know. This has been probably the most that I've I've missed. That, it was another background, yeah, uh, right? background uh, elimination. And there's a story behind mm-hmm. that. Um, Austin's, Austin's been on record saying, because um, like he does Q&As on his podcast. Goddamn, son. He had, exactly. <laughs> he has said um, he was supposed to be in the Final Four for this Rumble. Oh. Um, and I've gone back and watched this. So um, Fatu like clotheslines him from behind or something, and Austin just goes straight out, no even attempt to hold on. He says it was slippery, and you can watch him in the background motion to Sean, and he does the cutthroat thing. Mm-hmm. So that was him telling Sean, you got to rework the final four. And he said he was supposed to be in that final four. Now, I don't know who the replacement was. I assume it was Kama, based on the, the final four we got. I don't think Bulldog... Bulldog was probably meant to be there. But yeah, Austin was supposed to be in the final four. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts, Bill? Um, I hear that at all? I, I have heard that. And I, I gotta agree with Ross. I think Kama was the replacement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bulldog... Bulldog was a main man by then. He definitely would have been in that Final Four, especially because he just had the title shot. So he was elevated to that point. Yeah. Uh, and, and that would have been cool for Ringmaster to be in that Final Four. Sure, Diesel probably would have just crushed him and thrown him out, but, you know, a little bit of a rub. And he'd only been on TV like a month. Yeah, 95. December 95. So that would have been huge at that time. Bill, who's that calling him? Uh, that might have been Fatu. Oh, is he trying to make try to raise some funds to make a difference? Yes. <laughs> Just checking. Um, okay. I'm about to go to the final four unless either of you two have something I, else I, to add. I, I have some notes I wanted to bring Please, up. Please, go ahead. Um, biggest reactions as far as the people coming out were Michaels and Diesel, hands down. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, Vince says that the fans are enjoying the 1996 Royal Rumble, and I'm like, are they? <laughs> and then, okay, two more things. For some reason, we get a shot of Diana Smith in the crowd. Did we really need a shot of Diana in the crowd? Because she, she, she had nothing to do with this match. Nothing. Princess Diana. They, uh, no, not Princess. Princess Diana is not that. Princess Diana's England. Well, <laughs> well, I'm not sure what you're getting at there. That's just a weird correlation. I mean, her name's Diana. Didn't, isn't this when she was wearing the crown? No, she was wearing the crown because she won Miss Calgary in 97, just before the stampede. Oh, okay. I don't know why I remember that so vividly. Um, yeah, they had this weird... They, they they had this weird thing in the mid nineties of inserting her into 
basically all of Bulldog's material. Russ, would you say um, that she was uh, she lived her life like a candle in the wind? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I, that wasn't a yes or a no. That was <laughs> You know, um, you know, Princess Diana, she lived her life like a candle in the windshield. Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> Did you ever see historical uh, roasts? My God. That's where that's from. Anyway, um, Vince McMahon, with one of the great inspirational lines in the history of civilization. Oh, boy. Imagine that a garbage man goes to WrestleMania to face the champion. And yet he didn't book it that way. <laughs> um, I forgot how over-the-top Vince was. And now I get how much he's like trying to sell his product. And at that point, it literally was his money. Like it's not, it's a public company now, but back then it was do or die on him. So Mm -hmm. yeah, he would work his ass off to try and sell the product is the most exciting thing on God's green earth. (laughs) And one last note, these officials suck they could not separate people this entire match from ramon to vader to owen hart they <laughs> and owen and bulldog beating the shit out of sean for a few minutes mm-hmm. no bill i'm gonna challenge you on something okay so the next episode is the 1997 royal rumble and mm-hmm. i want to know after that episode if the 1997 Royal Rumble officials are worse than the 1996 Royal Rumble officials. Ooh. I will not be a part of that, but I am going to put my vote in for 97 is worse. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, I'll have to I'd think. like to spiral that, but that's a whole other discussion. Um, but yeah, 97 is worse. Okay. All right. Final four right. time. Yes. So it comes down to Diesel, Michaels, Bulldog, and Kama, as we mentioned, Kama. Michaels eliminates Bulldog. Diesel eliminates Kama. And so it becomes Diesel versus Michaels. Michaels wins, but it's a fake win, as we talked about earlier. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> do you guys have anything for this Final Four before I get into my thing about... with? with my other anger that came from this whole situation. You mean, you mean the post-match? That, that's one of them. You probably, um, probably didn't catch the other one. I'd be surprised I wrote, if you two did. I wrote, mercifully, it's over. Well, it wasn't a terrible rumble. It's, I'm sure. It was bad. Oh, dude. It was really bad. <laughs> I, I, I woke, This is the one rumble I, from the past that I walked in. Like, all right, cool. It's something in the 90s. I should like this, and I hated it more than yep. I actually went into it. <laughs> so if you noticed, uh, the one, two, three kid was eliminated by Shawn Michaels. Triple H was eliminated by Diesel. And then Michaels eliminates Diesel. Good to see the click power play in place. Fucking hell. <laughs> That's true. That's Fucking true. hell. And did, you know, it didn't even make the connection. I, uh, obviously, I'm someone that did. Wait, so wait, re- rewind. You said Michaels and Ke- Michaels eliminated Kid. eliminated by Michaels. Right. Triple H eliminated by right. Diesel. Right, okay, I, I, I didn't catch yep. it yet. And Michaels eliminates Diesel. And, I mean, yeah, so there's some bullshit and, right there. And guess who has the two, the top two eliminations? Michaels and Diesel. Oh, what a shock. 
and then rewind it with Razor running in. That's, I was going to get to that, yeah. Mabel, yeah, <laughs> Mabel throws a shot. Razor no-sells it. He's only worried about his, his stuff with Kid. Um, yeah, so literally the click. It's bullshit, guys. Yeah, and if you look at it from that, it's very obvious once you... Put the pieces together. Yes. So then... Oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> Should we so, roll? What is this? So then Sean... Goes to show his dick to the crowd. Because <laughs> he Sorry. is one. So now, Michael gets a face. So basically what happens is he's dancing in the ring. And he's pulling his... Why is he doing this? I have no idea why he's pulling his pants down. And, uh, and it's actually the front of the pants that he's pulling down. And it was very, very close. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so not only did Michaels get a fake win... I hate him even more than I did before. Fuck this. Oh, but, <laughs> but dude, the the whole post match is so bizarre because it's bizarre. Sorry, bizarre. No, no, it's bizarre. <laughs> okay, so as Sean is celebrating, yeah. Diesel beats up the bulldog. Doc Hendricks is trying to get a word from Diesel. Right. Diesel just wants to be left alone. He goes in the ring. And Michaels does the striptease. Right. After they give the high five, Diesel is still outside of the ring by the time Undertaker comes out for his match. And Diesel and Undertaker have a fight. So it's like post-match, but pre-match at the same time. He's just really, really pissed. Also, thank... I can't believe I'm going to say this, but... Thank God for Diesel. What if he didn't stand there when he was supposed to? We would have seen Shawn Michaels' dick. <laughs> Dude, I don't even want to imagine that. Well, I mean, like I said, the reality's there. Shawn Michaels, the the only fake winner in the history of this podcast. <laughs> WWE may acknowledge it. I don't know if I will anymore. Like if they when they said was what what did they say he's a th- three time no two times. Two- so from now on, like one, one is he like one winner and one fake win. If people ask me how many times did Shawn Michaels win the Royal Rumble, I'll say one win and one fake win. <laughs> one unearned win, one bullshit win. What's um, your thoughts? Um, very intensely. Um, I don't have current thoughts. Um. <laughs> He wasn't. He wasn't. That my is brain the, is. That's the, that's the line of the of the night for you. I, I have, don't have current thoughts. Uh, I don't. I'm just gonna talk over this. I don't know why Sean went through this phase, and I think this might have started it, where he just decides to start pulling his pants down and showing people his ass. And that was, like, the basis of Bret Hart's whole issue with him, maybe in the ring and out of the ring. But I don't understand where it came from. Can I interject on why th- where I think it came from? Where? I think because he knows he can do it. Maybe. Because, and it goes back to the last episode that we did, listening to the archives, Royal Rumble 2010, where... 
one of the things I was mad about with the Shawn Michaels Undertaker thing was at the end, Shawn's out because God forbid he doesn't get what he wants for once in his life. This is the period where he got everything. 1996-ish. Mid-90s. So that's why that's where I think it stems from. Bill, do you agree or disagree with the with that assessment? I I'd agree. I and, would definitely agree. And for all intents and purposes, even though he you know he got his wins, he got basically all the power in the world in that company, he still seemed like such a miserable prick. That's a great point. Well, wait wait till we get to ninety seven. Oh god, yeah. I'm gonna really get into him. Even though he's not even in the rumble match, I'm really gonna lay into Michaels on that one. Um, I just wanted to mention real quick, because this is the first rumble that I can think of where we have a post show. Do we? I think there is a post show. I watched it. Um, so what do you, what do you on where, where would be on the pay-per-view itself? Yeah. On the pay-per-view. On on the network. It's, it's literally just tacked on. It's just, it's just there. It's not like an extra thing. Is it on the DVD? I don't think I think I would have seen it. I don't. Maybe it is. I don't. I don't remember because I just watched the Rumble match. I didn't watch the rest right. of the card. So, okay. So, basically, the quick version. Yes. Gorilla Monsoon announces the next main event or the main event for the next pay per view: Brett versus Diesel. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Diesel cost Undertaker the title, gave him the thing. Mm-hmm. Sean cuts a promo talking about how he and the Click are going to WrestleMania. Blah blah blah. They go back to Gorilla. Undertaker comes in. He's mad, and he tells Gorilla it'll be a cold day in hell before Diesel ever wears the world championship of the World Wrestling Federation. And Gorilla Monsoon's like, well, we're going to make it a steel cage match now. (laughs) And then we go to Diesel. Diesel's cutting a promo. He's upset. He tells someone to shut up. I'll finish when I'm finished. And then we go... To Vader and Vader's beating up a locker and Jim Cornette's hyping him and then they do a video package and that's it. Wow. Exciting stuff. Exciting. Um, all right, let's do the aftermath. So what did oh, Shawn Michaels, did Shawn Michaels have um, a solid trip to WrestleMania? Did he main event? Well, he had yeah, to... As solid as Eddie. He had to put his title shot on the line mm-hmm. against Owen Hart. I don't know why uh, it just happened. So Shawn Michaels won. He would go on to face Brett at WrestleMania in the main event in the Iron Man match. And Shawn Michaels won the match 1-0 to in overtime to win the WWF title. He always gets what he wants. <laughs> <sighs> I, I don't know what else to say. Um, let's just talk to Ross. Okay. So thank you. Well, okay. If you have a if you have a question, fine. No, I just want. I thought you weren't saying okay. anything for some reason. Go ahead, please. So no, no, no. I was going to say, um, the Diesel getting the title shot following what he did makes literally zero sense to me, especially coming from Gorilla Monsoon who wanted to, or was being positioned as like this fair president. Um, If you wanted to frame it as Diesel was the runner up 
and maybe maybe even Gorilla agreed that Sean was a fake winner. Um, Diesel was the runner-up. Give him a title shot, and he was the former champion. So fine, whatever. Um, but there's something I've listened to in interviews with Kevin Nash, where Brett didn't want to take the powerbomb from Diesel in the cage match because he didn't want to look weak as a champion. Mm-hmm. What happened in the Royal Rumble match with The Undertaker? He took a tombstone and looked like he was going to get beaten. So I don't know if Kevin Nash is a liar or Bret Hart's a hypocrite. Both, probably both. Mm. So that's just a little little anecdote right there. Um, I really want to get into how I feel about 97, but I'll tell you guys about that off air because that has nothing to do with me because you don't want me around that's too right. much. That's right. Get out of here. <laughs> you, you, overall, what did you think of this rumble? Uh, as a kid, liked it. Now, watching it uh, over the last couple of days, um, not not great. Right. Um, the undercard, it really shows how much WWF was struggling. I mean, it's not even like WCW was thriving. Mm-hmm. It's just WW, WWF wasn't exciting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whose fault, really, that is. Vince, Sean, Brett, I don't know. Um, but it, it wasn't great. I mean, Undertaker and Brett was a good match, maybe a little long, whatever. But other than that, there really wasn't much to enjoy. Goldust and Razor. All right. Um, let's see if final plugs. So Ross, why don't you go plug whatever game you're playing? Um, Mario Maker. Uh, I got a couple levels out. Oh yeah, you, why don't you give up your course uh, numbers? This is this is uh, new. Instead of at Twitter or Instagram, you could give out course numbers. Go okay. Ahead. Go uh, for it. Well, there's there's three levels. I'll, I will plug the most current one that we just did last night. Um, but if you follow me at RossB812, I will uh, on Instagram. I will post the the cards with all the level codes. Nine three M as in Mary, four V two. N is in Nancy, G is in Georgia, F is in Frank. Uh, my niece and I collaborated on a level last night, and uh, it, there's actually some difficulty to it. It's a pretty basic level, and, and, and she threw in a couple of the ideas, but uh, I'm actually proud of it for like a, a short, regular Mario level. Uh, it's not some spammy bullshit that oh other God. people make, James. <laughs> but... It's, it's, well, how, it's many, not, how many people? What's the clear rate right now? I, I haven't. I actually haven't um, checked the stats on it. But um, if if you want me to, actually, the, my switch is is. Yeah, I, want uh, you to, I, I want to know what the clear rate is while I give my final plugs and thoughts. So go ahead. Ready. Okay. Go ahead. So I am not going to promote Mario Maker levels, but I will promote uh, promote um, that's podcasting.com, Instagram and Twitter. Which, to be fair, Instagram probably will have the Mario Maker levels on it. Um, all of mine are named after music songs. Um, so right now, the easiest one for you to uh, people to do apparently is "Out of the Woods." Um, the hardest one right now is statistic-wise is "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me." Uh, <laughs> Russ hated it. Um, did you beat it? You did. Appreciate I beat. I, I beat the first two. I don't think I... You have three out right yeah, now, right? Yeah, the other one, Swing Swing, which I thought was going to be the easiest level. I, swing Swing was all right, but um, is, don't you have a newer one? Yeah, Out of the Woods. 
Okay, yeah, that one I didn't play. Yeah. Um, so where do I go? I gotta, uh, I'm just talking to myself because okay, I, I don't. Why don't you? Before, we'll get marriage Ross's clear in a second. Oh, uh, notifications. Your, you don't have to say it out loud, Ross. Um, Bill, tell okay. us what you thought of the Rumble, and then before Paul plugs, we'll just get Ross's uh, clear rate, and then we'll head out. Uh, with the exception of a few parts, I did not like this Rumble at all. Um. I'm I'm with Ross. When I was a kid, I enjoyed it, and then watching it as an adult, I did not enjoy it at all. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at House of Bill. You can follow me on Instagram at Mister Billiam eighty five. Uh, check out my podcast, that wrestling show, coming out each and every Friday. All right, Ross, you have that clear rate. So um, thirty three point three three percent. Two successful completions out of six uh, attempts, I guess. And this is your colla- the collaboration with your niece? Yes. It's called Sorry with a little sad face. Oh, she named boy. it. Okay. All right. I'll try it later. And no, no, like, no likes either, which wow. it's, it's, it's a decent level. I don't understand why. Apparently not. Apparently. I already have self-esteem issues. Um. <laughs> All right, Bill, why don't you head us out of here? Thanks, Ross, for joining us. Yeah, you're thank gonna be, you. You're going to be on again. I just don't know how we're going to – I don't know when you're going to be on for your third appearance. Probably when it's least convenient for me schedule-wise. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. I like that idea. Okay. Oh, Jim, did you did you give your thoughts on the, on the match? Oh, maybe not. Okay, so, yeah, it sucked. Perfect was the worst. I don't even – did Perfect – I feel like Perfect did superstars for a bit as well, but I'm not sure. But I think overall, his run his run wasn't that uh, that long. Which, I mean, just listen to him. Of course, it's not going to be long. He's terrible. Um, I, I, in a lot of ways, I do think some of his stuff did uh, take away from the match for me. Combined with the whole, um, you know, Shawn Michaels eliminating both Yokozuna and Vader and all the bullshit that Bill mentioned earlier. Yeah, it just wasn't good at all. And I definitely did hate it more than I did going into it. Alrighty. Uh, next time around, we will discuss the 1997 Royal Rumble match. And you guys will get my answer to if the referee sucked in that match or this match. Thank you guys for tuning in, and the 1996 Royal Rumble has been eliminated.